Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. Good morning, Journey of You family, and welcome, welcome. We have a special treat today. I get to introduce you to Melanie Pearson, a dear friend. I've gotten to know her over the last couple of years, and I can't wait for you to learn more about her as well. So Melanie, tell us a little about yourself. Hi, 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 everyone. Um, so yes, my name is Melanie Pearson. Um, um, I am a mother, daughter, sister, friend, uh, minister. I am all things, all titles, anything that you can think of. I am that. Um, and then some. <laughs> love it. I love it. How do you balance all of those? That's a lot of titles. <laughs> yes. Um, just taking one day at a time, honestly, I give myself a lot of grace. Um, and in retrospect to um each title, I give myself grace. It's hard. Each one is hard, but um, finding grace in each one, um, especially being a mother, that's the hardest one. Um, but I find, again, allowing myself to have grace, not being hard on myself. Um, but I enjoy each each title. I enjoy being each title and having those titles. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a blessing. Well, when we're younger, we envision our life and what it's going to be later on. Is what you see present day what you always envisioned or kind of walk us through your journey of how you got to where you are present day? So, no, I, I, I definitely envisioned my life when I was younger. Um, let's start off this way. I am the oldest of four, of four children. So my mom has four um, biologically, and then my dad has, he has a daughter. So basically the oldest of five. Um, and so um, being the oldest, I was always, um, the responsible one always thrown into, you know, doing um, everything my mom relied on me for, you know, taking care of the younger siblings, especially during the time when it was just my 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 younger sister and I. Um, and then the others came along afterwards. So just taking care of her, being responsible, learning, how, being independent. And so with that task, um, you know, it, it came, like I said, a lot of responsibility. Um, and it also um, taught me how to be very independent. So from the time I would say probably around high school age, I really started um, 
having the dreams of wanting, always wanting to help people. I always wanted to have my own accounting firm, I, it, that, or I wanted to be a lawyer, or I wanted to be an OBGYN, just helping women, helping people. Um, and when I wanted to be a lawyer, I wanted to help people who were less fortunate, who didn't have money and things like that. So those um, titles were always something where I wanted to help somebody. And circle now, here we are, I'm neither one of those things, but I can definitely say that I have some mannerisms of a lawyer because I can debate, I can, you know, talk and <laughs> and do all of those things. Um, I have, um, you know, accounting background, accounting experience where I'm still helping people. Um, I'm not a doctor as far as OBGYN, but I'm definitely um, a doctor in spirit as far as helping people when they have questions regarding their body and things like that. So, hey, if you have any questions, you can come to me and ask me. So um, so I'm not per se um, doing what I have always wanted to do. You know, life has gotten the best of you. Things happen, challenges happen. And so um, with that, and we can just dive on right in, I guess. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I had, um, I became a mother at a young age. So that pretty much halted a lot of the things that I really desired to do. Um, and so um, doing that and being that and that happening, um, my whole, you know, purpose was to just take care of my son. You know, that was my life. Um, and, and everything else was kind of put on hold, you know, at during that time, you know, there was a time where I didn't think that I could do any of those things, you know, go to school and be a mom, take care and still trying to provide um, a home and things like that. So that was the gist of um, the beginning of like motherhood of, you know, mm -hmm. how my life just kind of started and things just kind of, kind of went from there. So, yeah. So with that, having that feeling, you're kind of limiting belief that, okay, now I'm a mother, I can't go do those other things. How did you overcome that or get to a point that you were like, I actually can do both? How did you get to that point? It honestly, it took me a very long time to get to that place. Um, so I had my son, um, I got pregnant at 19 um, and had him literally a day after, I turned 20 a day after I had him in the hospital. Yes. So again, my first mind is to be a good mom, take care of him, provide work, provide a roof over his head, things like that. And so that was always my main focus. Plus also living with shame, living with, you know, um, the, the disappointment of, you know, be, becoming pregnant. That was also something that was on, you know, at the top of my head as well. So always wanting to please and make sure that I did my very best um, to overcome what I had actually done, which was become pregnant at a young age. So working hard, making sure that I always um, did the right things, um, that was always my focus. And it wasn't really until in my mid-30s where I really started to overcome those things because one of the things that um, also that my the ministry that God has given me entails is identity, that we focus on identity. And having a child so young and being thrusted into motherhood so young, I lost my identity. My identity was literally wrapped in being a good mom, taking care of him, because I didn't have an, an identity when I became pregnant. You know, I was still trying to figure out who Melanie was. And so at 19, becoming pregnant, having to figure out, even before 19, I actually became pregnant at 18, but I wind up 
being scared and making a decision that, you know, um, that I, of course, later regret, but of course, being scared, not knowing what to do, you know, you make those decisions, which is having an abortion. And then I became pregnant again at 19. And so being thrust into that or uh, having not even thrust, but yeah, being thrust into that really, um, that was all that my life was wrapped around. And so it took me a long time to actually overcome that. And so once my son became of an age where he can kind of like focus on, you know, figuring out what he wants to do and just not, not even that, just a, a, a good age where I could finally focus on, okay, Melanie yeah. um, took a lot. It took a lot of basically having to rediscover who I am. What do I like? What do I don't like? You know, having a voice, all of those things. And I'm still learning that even at almost 45, I'm still learning that I'm, I'm, I'm better than what I was at 36 and I'm better than what I was at 40 you know, having a voice, knowing who I am, um, knowing my identity in Christ. And so, like I said, it's, it's taken me a lot. I've had to overcome a lot of things. I've had to overcome self-doubt. I've had, had to overcome confidence. I've had to overcome um, suicide. I've had to overcome fornication, sexual, um, you know, um, issues and things like that and pornography and all of those things in the midst of being a mom, I've had to overcome all of those things. And we all know that there's a root to everything and the roots always stem from something in your childhood. Yeah. Um, and so I've had to literally walk through and I'm still walking through those things like, Lord, what is the root to each of these things? How am I able to overcome? How am I able to get out of these things? And so, um, again, I'm still at that place and um, just overcoming those little bitty things. And every time I overcome something, I'm like, Whoo, OK, what's the next thing. <laughs> Yes, yes. So yes. it's so important when you say getting to the root of it because a lot of it does come from childhood. Some of it we don't even realize until we're adults, and it's like, why do I feel that way? Where did it come from? I know counseling helped me to figure out, okay, what are those root causes, and how do I work through them? And clearly, you're progressing, <laughs> and you've yeah. come a long way. And I know you even talked about your ministry and where that's at now. Like, tell us how that even came into play because. Clearly, you started finding your identity and were able to walk into that. So I'd love to know more about that, too. And it's so funny because when God gave me the name, A Beautiful Flower, I had not even really fully come into who I was in Christ. I was in a place in my life when he gave it to me where I was teeter-tottering, literally, like I was in and out. And 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 I when I tell tell most people, I tell I always tell them I, I, there was a time in my life I wanted nothing to do with God. He was calling me at a young age and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to do what I want to do. I want to do what Melanie wants to do. <laughs> listen to anyone. <laughs> and there was a time where um, right. I want to say right after I had my um my. I believe it was my car accident. I, I had my car accident probably in 2013. Mm -hmm. And I would say he gave me a beautiful flower in 2014. Um, and the car accident was actually a wake up for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it was basically God saying, look, it's either me or it's death. There can be no other. And 
it and, and when I tell you how I I literally escaped that car accident with no scratch, no nothing. I mean, I I could I could have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. I could have been dead literally in the middle of 285. I, I could have been dead. And so God literally seeing God's angels literally stop all traffic to save me. But it was God's way of saying, I have you, but you're going to have to make a decision. You, you've been running, you've been doing what you want to do for far too long. And so I said, okay, God, I, 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 I give it to you. And that was the journey of starting. And even though it still took a long time, that was the, the, the starting point. Like I'm cutting out everything and it was hard, but I would say maybe a year later, God gave me uh, a beautiful flower. And it was funny because it came literally from a song. I was listening to a song um, by India Ari. Mm -hmm. um, her song is called um, A Beautiful. And the Lord then, as I was driving, driving home from work, and the Lord literally gave me a beautiful flower. And I said, okay, Lord, what does that mean? And at the time, he gave me um, like the... Um, like the what what it actually meant, like being beautiful, being saved, being secure, being nurtured in Christ, um, being found, all of those things. He I, he had it. I had it all laid out. He he was giving it to me, and I was literally laying it laying it out. And so um, that was the course of what a beautiful of flower meant. And at, at the time, I uh, beautiful was spelled differently. It was actually spelled beautiful. But over the course of the years, God began to really like switch it and turn it and began to really tell me more of what a beautiful flower meant, the purity, the growth, the, um, the, you know, the sincerity, the, the identity and all of those things, the royalty, the being a princess in him and who he is. So those, those are what the colors are in a beautiful flower. Um, and so he gave me that. And when he gave me that, um, that ministry, I began to just really understand, um, Again, it took years, but understanding who, what a, be a beautiful flower is, uh, even understanding that I am a beautiful flower because mm -hmm. I never had the confidence. I always thought that I was ugly. I, you know, didn't think that I was um, pretty until I got older. Then I started realizing it. But then it was still like that seed of like, no, you're not, you're not pretty. You know what I mean? You're not worthy enough. And so again, when he gave me a beautiful flower, um, that was the reality that, that this, the self-discovery of, of everything that it started, you know, growing into. And I, I kind of like put a beautiful flower off for a long time because I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, I was really scared of opening my mouth. Like it's now at this, this time where I'm really like opening my mouth as far as like what God is, is, has put into me, what he has poured into me. And so that's pretty much how a beautiful flower got started is the cause of the accident and God saying, listen, it's either me or it's death. You cannot run anymore. You cannot go the way that you've been going. And, um, and again, helping women see who they are, helping women identify with who they are, identify with who they are in Christ. And that's one of the things that I've struggled with. I've struggled with my identity, like not knowing who I am. And that identity, if you look at, if you make a, a chart and you have like a, a, a graph chart and you put identity in the middle and you have all of the arrows pointing, you you can, identity is in everything. It's in, it's in your family. It's in your, your children. It's in your parents. It's in 
the world, the society, everything, identity, there's always something that's attached to your identity. And so that is one of the things that I have struggled with. Um, and I'm still walking through that. I'm still learning who I am. I'm again, I'm better than I was two years ago. I'm better than I was 10 years ago. <laughs> so that's just pretty much how a beautiful flower got started. Yeah. I don't mean to ramble, but yeah. No, no, that was perfect because even in you talking about like our identity and all those different eras, I think so many women have struggled with that. But we're not only attached to those tangible things that you talked about, but even earlier when you mentioned the intangible things of like the shame and the guilt, things that you can't physically see, but you feel it and it affects how you see yourself. And even like you talked about, okay, God gave you a beautiful flower, but you were like, well, are you sure? What do I do with it? And it's like that imposter syndrome type of thing because you still are like, Am I worthy? Like, am I enough to be able to tell people about this? But yes. it's like, yes, you are. Because God equipped you with that before he formed you in your mother's womb. And he placed it in you. You've walked out a lot of those things. You've already talked to us about how much you've even progressed. We're continual works in progress, of course. But look at how much you've progressed even through that time. And so you can talk to other women about it because you've actually walked through it and you've seen the progress. But I think that's where the enemy always wants to keep us just kind of stuck where we're focused on either the problem or that not being enough, or we're not worthy enough. And God's like, no, yes, you are. You are my daughter. So I really love that. I absolutely love that. Um, absolutely. With where you're at now today and where you plan to go in the future, like what things do you see God doing even from here forward, if you would like to share? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been giving me a lot of nuggets of, um, what I am supposed to do, where he's taking me. Um, he's also given me um, the um, ability to write. And I, it, it was funny because it was never something that I wanted to do. It was like nothing, some, nothing that really came quick to me. Mm -hmm. I've always been a person where I really struggled with um, my thoughts and getting things out and being able to express. And so I started journaling in 2014, literally. And I've been writing and journaling ever since and not realizing that he was cultivating the writer in me. And so I, so writing for my blog, you know, for a beautiful flower. And then there are other things that he's um, <clears throat> preparing me for. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't know where I see myself right now. I just really want to go whatever way the Lord wants me to go. You know, um, I have always been a person of being in control and wanting to do what I wanted to do and figuring it out and things like that. And at this time in my life, I'm just like, Lord, I surrender whatever it is that you want me to do. Guide me, show me, teach me, help me. I'm nervous. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm a planner. I like to be in control. I like to know the no. I like to know the questions before I go, like all of that stuff. And I'm like, Lord, I just surrender all of me. I don't know what this is, looks like. I've never been through this. I see other people walking through it, but their, their walk is not my walk you know? And so I don't know what to do. You know, I can look at a person who's, um, who may look like they're, they have it all together, but they're really, don't really trying to figure it out themselves, really trying to like, okay, Lord, how, how do we do this? And so that's just the place that I'm at right now. I'm just like, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. And that's another thing is, being, living with fear all of my life. I've lived with fear 
telling you from the time I was, I would say five, I can remember being, being fearful. And it, it's not something that where someone jumped out and scared me. It's just little things that happen and it just causes fear. And I've literally lived with fear all of my life. And so, so much to the point where it has silenced my voice. Mm -hmm. And I know that God is in this place where he's saying, no more daughter, no more will you allow fear to silence you. There are things that I have placed in you. There are things that I've put in your belly that you are to open your mouth and say, you are to open your mouth and help other women, help other people, no matter what. And so you are going to overcome that. I have not given you the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And the scripture that keeps, that has been ringing in my ear for the last few days, even before, um, you know, the, 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 this podcast, the invitation was greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing that. And I have literally, I can feel the Holy spirit and I just keep hearing that. So I'm just like, okay, God, you are preparing me for something big that I am not ready for, but I trust you and I surrender it all. I surrender everything to you and I will not walk in fear. I do not want to walk in fear. This year is a year of fearless, being fearless, you know, fearing not, fear not, as my, my um spiritual mom would tell me, fear not. And so that is just the place that I am in right now. I'm literally walking through everything. And even though I have all of these, these ideas and these visions, I'm like, okay, God, I know something's than probably for the future, but what is it that you want me to do? And that's the first thing that I always go back to even now, Father, what is it that you want me to do? Because again, I'm used to being in control. I'm used to just doing it and just going out and doing it. And finally in my life, I'm the Lord is teaching me about trusting him. He's teaching me about having faith. That's another thing that I've struggled with is faith because of the control. I've always done everything on my own because of being independent. I've always figured everything out on my own and done everything out on my own. And so I am literally within the last, I would say four years, four and a half years, the Lord has literally walked me through some of the hardest seasons of my life, stretched me beyond capacity in the things that I never would have thought I would ever be able to do to prepare me for moments like this, literally. And when I think back and you don't think when you're going through those things, you don't think about it. Then you always ask, why, why am I, why is this, why is this happening? And the Lord won't, sometimes he won't give it to you until years later. I had you walk through that for a reason. I had you do that job for a reason. I had you say this for a reason. I had you on that team for a reason. And mm -hmm. so to prepare you, everything is preparation. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that even though you think that you're just walking and navigating through life and just doing it, God is always preparing us for something. We may not understand. When I had my first long time corporate job, I went in there scared, not knowing really much, just thinking I knew stuff, but I didn't. And the whole entire 13 years that I was there, the Lord prepared me to teach. The Lord prepared me to be a leader. The Lord prepared me to write. And the Lord prepared me for um, being able to speak and 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 not be, be timid. He prepared me for all those things. He prepared me and taught me how to be all those things and being bold. Not because when I walked in, I was not that way. But when I walked 
out, I was more confident in my abilities and who I was. And now I'm using those in everything that I'm doing. And so you just never know what the Lord will prepare you for. And everything that you do, there's always a lesson. There's always something that he's preparing you for, even though you don't see it. When you become a leader outright and I have ever been your leader, there's something that God is preparing you for. He's teaching you how to be a leader. He's teaching you, okay, I'm giving you this position. What are you going to do with it? Yes. How are you going to respond to it? You know, and so that is just where I am concerning um, my life right now. Okay, God, I just give, I give it all to you. What is it that you require? What is it that you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? Because honestly, I can't do this without you. I'm nervous. I am a little fearful. I don't, it's not all about me. You know, it's about, your works, your kingdom, and what it is that you want me to do for your people, what it is that you want me to say, speak through me and allow me to say the words that you want me to say, because it's not about me. So that's just, that's where I am, honestly. I love it. And you talk about the control, like I have my planner with me at all times. I've got my digital calendar and I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And God's like, that's nice. You know, we make the plans, but he got your step. And exactly. so I, I call that blind faith where it's like, we are so used to controlling everything, but God's like, Nope, I've got it covered. And it's like, we might not know how, what, when, where, but we do always know who. Yeah. So being able to trust in God, even when it is still scary, but it's a different kind of fear. It's not a fear of like, Oh my gosh. It's like, well, I don't know what's happening, but I'm trusting you. And we walk by faith, not by sight. And so I love that you have that vulnerability and transparency that, we don't have it all. Like God is showing us stuff and we're walking out the exact you know, purpose that he's given us, but it is still scary, but we've got to trust in him. And so for any women that are listening, that maybe they're in that spot where either they're still carrying shame or guilt, or they don't feel like they're enough or chosen, or they don't feel beautiful. I'd love for you to just cover them in prayer right now to seal this word and solidify it so that they know that their identity should be in Christ and him alone. Sure can. Father, we come before you and we just want to just thank you for this time of fellowship, this time of knowing you, this time of just being able to just speak boldly on the things that you of who you are. Father, we come before you and we ask for every woman that is listening to this podcast today. We ask, Lord God, that you would touch their minds, touch their hearts. God, whatever they're dealing with concerning their identity, concerning the, their, their beauty, concerning their lives concerning um, where they are in their lives. God, we ask right now, God, that you would put, place your hand upon them and cause them to know and understand, Father God, that they are worthy, God, that they are enough, God, that they can do nothing, that all things, they can do all things through you, Father God. We thank you for their lives. We thank you, God, for placing them in the right place at the right time, God. Cause them to understand and know, God, that everything that they're going through is a, is, is, is a, a purpose and a plan, God. God, just like you told me that you gracefully broke me, God, to gracefully purpose me, Father. And we ask right now, God, that you would gracefully purpose your daughters, Father, your daughters, your children, your princesses, God, oh God, purpose them in knowing, God, that, they, that you are with them. Cause them to know and understand, Father God, 
that there is nothing that they cannot do without you, God. Even in the midst of life, even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of challenges, God, that you are with them and that you have never left them, Father. Even those that are battling fear, even those that are battling um, not knowing what to do with life, even those that are battling, battling suicide, Father God, that their life is worthy, that their life is purposeful, God, that you have not given them the spirit of fear, but Father, you have given them the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind, Father God. We thank you right now, God, that you have chosen them. You have chosen them for such a time as this, Father God. Cause them to know that they are also Esthers, God, that they are also princesses, God, that they are stars for your kingdom, that they are your daughters, and knowing that you have what is best for them, Father. We thank you for what you're doing in their lives, God. We ask right now that you would continue to touch them, to mold them, to build them, to, to, to break down those strongholds that the enemy always tries to build in them, God, cause them to know that they're worthy, cause them to know that they're needed, Father, in anywhere, in anything that they have, even if they feel like they don't have a ministry, Father God, or they don't have what is labeled as a ministry, that everything around them is a ministry, God, whether it's their children, whether it's their home, whether it's their job, God, that it is a ministry that you have set in purpose and prepared for them. And even those who don't fully know you, God, cause them to surrender even in this moment to know, God, that you are with them, that you are walking with them and that you have not left them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank Thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing for your daughters, God. Continue to build them. Continue to uplift them in such a way, God, where only you get the glory, God. Cause them to know that they are nurtured. Cause them to know that they are secure in you, God. They are saved in you, God. They are loved in you, God. That is the most important thing, that they are loved in your mighty arms, God. No love is, is better than your. There's no love like your love, oh God, for your love is endless. Your love never fails, God, and your love doesn't judge, Father. And so I ask right now, God, that despite what they may have done or what they feel that may have done, God, that you will remove all condemnation in the mighty name of Jesus and that they know that you are with them, God. I bless you today and I bless your daughters on today, God, and everyone that hears this podcast, God, that you would bless them, that you would touch them and that you would lift them up, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Girl, you took us to church and back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Any like final thoughts or lessons learned, aha moments that you're like, wait, I just got to tell them this. I, you know what? I'm learning aha moments every day. I have aha moments every day, literally. And right now, like I said, I'm going through a faith journey. Yeah. I'm going through a not being fear fearful journey. Um, the faith journey is the biggest thing. And even in my walk for my entire life, I've, I think my faith has been, what's been the biggest thing for me in the last four years. Mm -hmm. What I can definitely say is no matter what you're going through, no matter what you feel like life is just over, it is not over. Mm -hmm. Not until God says it's over. It is not over. God is with you. God loves you. God honors you. God cherishes you. Even though, even if you don't honor yourself, women, the women that are listening, if you don't honor yourself, know that God honors you and he will teach you how to honor yourself. He will teach you how to have an identity in him and an only in him. 
He will teach you how to have a voice. He will teach you how to be confident. He will teach you how to have faith. Allow the Holy Spirit to saturate your, your, your heart, saturate your, your room, wherever you are, allow him to saturate, allow him to feel the voids, whatever voids that you're feeling, allow him to feel those things because that is literally what I'm walking through. Again, I'm always walking through something, but because I'm always learning, he's always teaching me. Life is about teaching. Life is, and you have to be a student of teaching. You have to, you, everyone, there's people out here who always think that they know everything. Listen, you learn something new every day. The father is teaching me something new every day. I'm learning something every day. I'm always having, aha, mom. Oh, okay, God, I see what you were saying. Okay, I, all right, I got you, I got you, I got you. You know, that type of thing. And so I'm always having those aha moments or I'm always having those moments where I'll be thinking about something like, Lord, why did, why did I go through? And then I'll have like, ah, okay, I see what you were teaching me. You're teaching me this, 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 and this. And now I have to, you know, we, I have to learn and have to figure out, okay, to make sure that I don't do those, those, those same things. And I will say this, I was a person when I was young, I was very angry as a child, very angry. I probably from the time of five, seven years old, I lived with anger. And I know when people look at me now and they're like, what? No, not you. And I'm like, yes. And I literally remember and this is when I knew that God really started being real. And I, I still have those moments where I know God is real. Cause a lot of times I still, sometimes I second guess, like, mm -hmm. uh, are you, is, is that you? Or, uh, you know, is that just me? And so I remember praying and they always say, be careful what you pray for, but no, 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 no. I needed this. And I remember asking the Lord, father, I want to, I ask that you would remove the anger because I was a very angry person. I was temp hot tempered. I would snap out at the drop of a hat. People would say something and I'd be like, what? You know, I would just, I would literally just snap off. And I remember being in my room one day and just saying, Lord, will you please remove the anger and put such a love in my heart like you have for your people? And over time, the Lord started removing the anger. It was not me. It was not a therapist. It was literally the Lord that removed the anger. And even now it takes a lot for me to get upset. Mm -hmm. I can ignore, I have, I have the gift of ignore, literally. <laughs> gift of ignore or the gift of block, whichever one <laughs> I have it. And so, but the Lord had to really teach me. And sometimes he would send tests that would to see how I would respond. But I, I remember praying that prayer, like, Lord, will you please just remove this anger from my heart, this anger from my mind, from my body, because I don't want this to, 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 to torment me. I don't want this to, to be something that I live with for the rest of my life. And also I want to be able to love people. I don't know how to love. I don't know what love is. Help me to love, help me to understand what love is and to truly love, love people. And that took me on a journey as well. And so now I love people. If, if, now, if, if I don't feel right about you now, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be cordial. My mom taught me how to be very cordial to people. <laughs> I'll love you from a distance. Yes, you know? yes. And so, but the Lord really, really changed my heart completely. And so when I tell people that I'm like, uh-uh, I didn't do this work. God did it. Well, I did the work as far as being intentional to want to change, but God did the change. And he literally, it's like he went in and literally placed his hand 
in my chest, on my heart and really started like rubbing it, like rubbing my heart and like, okay, that's literally how I felt of, of the change. And mm -hmm. it's funny because I have those, I'm having an aha moment now as I'm just, as I'm describing it, the aha moment is him literally going into my chest, rubbing my chest and saying, daughter, it's okay. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm turning it. I'm turning the anger. I'm removing the anger. I'm taking out all that stuff and I'm replacing it with love. And so that's powerful. That's one of the things that the aha moments that I had, like I said, he's always giving me aha moments. I'm always having those moments because God is just so faithful. He's so real. He's so, he's just everything. He's wonderful. He's magnificent. He's like, there's so many words to describe him literally. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I just, you know, again, just to tell, um, his daughters, because that's what I keep hearing. My daughters, tell my daughters that I love them. Tell my daughters that I cherish them. Tell my daughters that I honor them, that they're secure in me, that they can be secure in me, that no matter what they're going through, even if it's the hardest things, no matter the mistakes that they've made, that they are worthy, that they they are purposeful, that they are, that even if I've, if I've gracefully broken them to gracefully purpose them, literally that's part of a beautiful flowers um, ministry is gracefully broken to be gracefully purposed because that's what he did for me. He had to literally gracefully break me from some things to gracefully purpose me because if he did not then I would not be where I am today I would still be in that same mess and so I'm he's here to tell his daughters listen I'm here I love you I honor you I cherish you there's nothing that you could ever do that would ever caused me to not love you. That's where I had, the moment I had to get to. No matter what I've done in my life, mm. that God's love will never leave me. He mm. will always love me. And I had to really battle that. I had to fight that because I always felt in my heart, I always, even though my parents loved me, people loved me, I still felt unloved for the mistakes that I've made, for the things that I did, I felt unloved. I felt shame. I felt just so many things, but God had to really show me, I love you, daughter. There's nothing you could ever do that will ever keep me from loving you. And so I want to share that with them is the same thing. There's nothing you could ever do that will ever keep God's love away from you. And so you walk in love, walk in knowing my father loves me. Yes. Not my, my not my earthly father, but my heavenly father loves yeah. me. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And if <laughs> you can listen, I can take that to the bank that he loves me. There's no amount of money in the bank that can ever remove God's love from me or tell me that my father doesn't love me. And so that's the place that I had to get to. So I want to just continue to encourage that for his daughters that you are loved. You are loved. You are needed. No matter what, even though somebody may make you feel like you're not needed, you are needed. Yes. You are needed. And you are confident. Confidence is not about clothes. Mm -hmm. Confidence is about what's in you. You are a kingdom woman. You are a kingdom princess. You are daddy's princess. Even for those who don't have fathers, who, who did grow up with fathers and maybe their fathers didn't do everything right. You are daddy's princess. You are his love. You are his daughter. You are you are cherished in him. He loves you so much. And so those are the things that God has, has been pouring into me over the court. And I want to pour back out to, to the, the beautiful queens that are listening on today. So. I love it. I love it. Listen, if y'all are enjoying these nuggets, okay, you can get more of them on Instagram and Facebook. You can go to A Beautiful Flower. It's A 
B-E-Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L flower. That's on Instagram and Facebook. And the website is a beautifulflower.com. You can keep getting these nuggets and aha moments, Melanie. Aww. You have really blessed my heart today. I, one, did not know all of your story. Um, but two, just you reiterating that confidence, the identity in Christ, gracefully broken to be gracefully purposed. You have a ministry. You have walked through that. I'm excited to see where it takes you and all the women that you're going to touch from here forward. I just, I love what God's doing in you and through you. I'm super proud of you and just so thankful for you sharing your story here with us and all the women that it's going to bless. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for inviting me. Listen, I am so proud of you. You keep doing what you're doing. God is, is, is making a movement out of the journey of you. And mm -hmm. so you, no matter what it looks like, no matter even in the days when you don't feel you keep pushing through. I'm telling myself the same thing because I've, I have stopped, but I see you keep going. And so you keep going no matter what. There's always a journey. The journey of you is such a beautiful rendition of just um, of, of life that, that you there's a journey that you've gone through, but there's also a destination that God is still taking you to. Man. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Sometimes. Thank you so much. Look, we will keep each other going, okay? We are all in this together. Iron sharp and iron. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. I use I've been using that word that that um Bible that scripture a lot. Iron sharpens iron. I've been using it with my son as well. So but yeah, I definitely I just so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Everyone, please reach out, check in. Let's keep the conversation going. Remember, this is your life journey. It's where your life begins. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get G-E-T unstuck U-N-S-T-U-C-K and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.